Welcome back to the You for Life podcast presented by Fight for Life. I'm your host, Orhan Nan, and we're back for another episode. Uh, this is episode 14 of the You for Life podcast. Uh, it's moving. I, I'm super grateful. Uh, again, again, every episode I talk about how grateful I am uh, to be presenting you like my thoughts, my energy, um, and uh, eventually people. But anyway, y'all know what this episode is about. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Avengers. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about uh, goals and results. Share, subscribe to every platform you've ever seen uh, Fight for Life on, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you ever saw us on Tumblr, I mean, I don't have a Tumblr page, but uh, YouTube, especially SoundCloud, so you can catch up to all the other episodes. Uh, we, we're steady evolving, so um, just be sure to do that. If you have friends, families, coworkers that you think that can benefit from the Fight for Life content, uh, and most importantly, this podcast, share them, tag them on, on Instagram, tag them in the comments, uh, tag, tag them uh, on Facebook, you know. Uh, all the support is definitely needed. And, you know, like I said, this this platform is not only for me, it is for you guys. So be be sure to be sure to tell your mama, your daddy, your uncles, your aunties, your boyfriend, your girlfriend to tune in to Fight for Life and tune in to the Youth for Life podcast. OK, so I want to start. Um, so I posted a picture of myself. Uh, as Thanos and Doctor Strange. If you haven't seen it, again, it's on the Instagram. I think a part of my life is not taking myself so seriously. When I was younger, I used to be like a stone wall. I didn't smile. I didn't want to, you know, do anything that showed emotion. Uh, as I got older, I obviously uh, couldn't do that. And I think it was like a low-key, like, defense mechanism, obviously, um, because of the environment I grew up in. It's like, you know, men, we don't show emotion. We don't give our thoughts and opinions from a real place. We just follow other people's thoughts and opinions. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to uh, make fun of yourself because uh, if you don't, when somebody else do, you're going to cry. Uh, so, you know, keep let, let those pictures be a uh, catalyst uh, for you to stop taking yourself so seriously. But to get in this topic and to get in this episode, what is your end game? I ask this to myself all the time because um, I always, I'm always reconfiguring um, why I'm doing something. I'm always reminding myself why I'm doing something. And uh, it's really for me, I do that because I don't want to lose sight of my goals, my, my aspirations. Um, not, only, <laughs> not only do I not have heroes, I don't have dreams. Um, and that... That's a, a a weird thing to say, but um, I, I realized maybe maybe three years ago that a lot of my dreams, a lot of my dreams were rooted in insecurity, right? I always wanted to be a basketball player. I'm 6'6", 280 plus, you know what I'm saying? So growing up, I always wanted to play sports. The first sport I played was baseball. I'm left-handed, so, you know, that's like a, a left-handed players are held to a high standard and a a high praise in baseball and mostly all sports. But yeah, my first sport was baseball. I pitched, I played first base, right field. And, you know, I always wanted to play sports because of what people used to say about my dad when it came to sports. 
uh, every family reunion we would go to, every uh, cookout or just event in the neighborhood, you know, it was, man, if you're anything like your dad, you're going to be successful when it comes to the sports. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, but at the same time, as I got older into grammar school and high school, um, I realized that my dreams uh, to play sports were rooted in wanting to have my father around more. I wanted him to come see me. I wanted him to experience all the hard work that I put in. And, you know, I always say that uh, as a man or even as a woman, uh, we're going to do two things in life. We're going to either make up for his mistakes or try to live up to his expectations. Because my father was uh, like in and out so much, um, I had to do both. Um, my father was around, but uh, I also seen him make harsh uh, mistakes in front of me. Um, and that's something I think that nobody can escape, uh, especially if you come from the type of communities that I come from. But yeah, I, I realized that my dreams uh, were rooted in insecurity. And as I, again, as I continue to get older, I'm like, man, do I really have a solid dream that, uh, that belongs to me? Do my ideas belong to me? Or are they coming from a, a lower place? And um, at this point in my life, my uh, my goal, my dreams uh, are to travel the world, own a farm, uh, you know, have a family one day. <clears throat> it's never about like obtaining uh, material wealth or maintaining material wealth. You know, fight for life is my purpose, and that's totally separate from my dreams. Yeah, I know you thought we was going to be on here talking about Hawkeye and Thor and whether or not Wolverine is going to show up. Who's going to be the next villain and all that? No, we're going to be talking about your end game. What are we doing to uh, push forward to our gold? Um, and more importantly, at the end, what do you really want to do? Is it is it just about like black excellence? Is it about showing off? Is it about... Um, making sure your family is well fed and taken care of? Is it about just you and making sure that you're taken care of? I mean, we we want to always recontextualize our ideas about our dreams, about our goals, about our purpose. You know, like I said, Fight for Life is my purpose. It was bestowed onto me, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like I, when I, <clears throat> the first episode, I said this is almost 10 years in the making and it's been uh changed and it's been reformatted and now I'm at a solid point where I can trust my own uh my own vision for fight for life so you know it's a continuing process I always want to make sure that people are feeling it again it's never about the numbers it's never about oh uh what we call it. what we what, what we call it a uh, clout it's not about the clout right um it's, it's never about that. I, I, I want to be able to touch people and push people to different levels. I want to be able to create a path, not to push people to walk, walk on that path, but to leave it open. So when they're ready to do that, it'll be there, you know. And I think that's the number one thing about leadership. We have to not nudge people so much. We have to allow them to fall like we did and leave a door open or that path open so they can uh, pursue their goals, purposes, and dreams. But at the end of the day, again, always sit down with yourself, go within, become a hermit, 
to a degree, you know, within balance, of course, become a hermit and uh, sit back and ask yourself, why the hell am I doing this? Um, so I think I have a clip that speaks to this topic, uh, speaks to, you know, recontextualizing your ideas and why you shouldn't believe into your own BS. Um, so that's going to con- conclude this episode. Um, again, like, share, follow us on every platform you've ever seen Fight for Life. And if you haven't bought tickets for Adventures Endgame, you know, you should do that because uh, this is probably one of the biggest movies of our time, uh, allegedly or supposedly. Um, I'm going to go see it. Um, I don't know when, but I'm definitely going to go see it. And uh, if you see me in the streets and I set my fingers, run. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Everything that gets into your brain affects your reality tunnel, your worldview, or your belief system, which I abbreviate BS. The, the, two, the, the, the three major things I've been trying to teach in all of my books is never believe fully in anybody else's BS. I don't care if it's Rajanish, the Pope, L. Ron Hubbard, Al Gore, George Bush, or I don't care who it is. Don't, don't, don't swallow all their belief system totally. Don't, don't accept all of their bullshit, all their BS. The second rule is like unto the first. Don't believe totally in your own BS which means that, as Bucky Fuller said, universe consists of non-simultaneously apprehended events. Non-simultaneously. Universe consists of non-simultaneously apprehended events, which means any belief system or reality tunnel you've got right now is going to have to be revised and updated as you continue to apprehend new events later in time, not simultaneously. This is the natural functioning of the human brain. It's the way children's brains perform before they're wrecked by the school system. It's the way the minds of all great scientists and artists work. But once you have a belief system, everything that comes in either gets ignored if it doesn't fit the belief system or it gets distorted enough so that it can fit into the belief system. You've got to be continually revising your map of the world or you'll lose more and more contact with reality. Anybody who has a belief system which covers the whole universe that would be the Roman Catholics, Orthodox Islam, the Scientologists, Psychop, the Marxists, the Objectivists, and most of the assholes you meet on the street. Uh, well, what, they, what has happened is their brain has stopped receiving new signals. Or well, to the extent that new signals do get in, they all have to be edited to fit into the belief system. If they don't fit the belief system, they get repressed one way or another, like the doctors can't hear the baby screaming while they circumcise them.